The Ringer Gambling Feed is your one-stop shop for all things betting throughout the NFL season from week one all the way through Super Bowl 58 in Las Vegas. We have you covered every which way. We got our favorite futures. We got props. We'll discuss the lines. And of course, we'll throw in a few parlays. That's a given. So whether you're a sharp or a square better, we'll be breaking it down in terms hopefully everybody can understand and we'll try to win some money along the way. So be sure to subscribe to the Ringer Gambling Feed on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. It's the Ringers Philly special presented by FanDuel. The second half of the NBA season is here and you can bet on the action with an assist from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, you can check out the new and improved Parlay Hub. Filter by odds, sport, and bet type to easily find the most popular parlays and same game parlays all in one page. Plus, start betting on the Explore page and the Pulse and bet live same game parlays for every NBA game. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, official partner of the NBA. The Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit theringer.com slash RG to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit theringer.com slash RG. This episode is brought to you by Lululemon. Guys, if you're ready for a new pair of pants, try one of Lululemon's ABC pants. They're made to make you look and feel good. And there's lots of different styles to choose from. My favorite, because I walk around LA every day, I like the joggers. I'm not jogging, I'm just walking fast. But if you're working out, I would try them out. And if you want something a little sleek, maybe business-like, maybe try the ABC slim fit trouser. But I am a joggers guy. I just... Once COVID happened, I was just like, I'm, I want to wear jogging pants and joggers and all kinds of soft pants as much as I possibly can, especially when I'm working out. Ultra comfortable and versatile. ABC pants are really in a league of their own. Buy a pair right now at lululemon.com. Welcome to the Ringers Philly Special. Philadelphia, your football team stinks. Garbanzo beans, they got nothing. An all-time collapse, 10 and 1 to 11 and 6. Lost to the Cardinals, lost to the Giants, no life. And now going on the road, somehow, somehow, as road favorites to face the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Benjamin Solak, how are you doing? Not, not great, Chief. Gosh, they're so bad. They're so bad. They're so awful to watch. They're terrible. They're not good. They're going to lose to Baker Mayfield in the playoffs. I'm going to have to watch the entire thing professionally and family, and it's horrible. All right. Here, 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 let's, just, let's just come out firing. Is Nick Sirianni this team's head coach in week one of the 2024 season? Where are you? Pro- probably, but... If you asked me last week, I would have been like, yeah, 95% for sure. And now I'm like, okay, 70, 75, right? Like, I, and, and the, the leverage, the, the, the moving target is in how the players feel about him and how the players feel the degree to which he's at fault. Like if he retains 
control of in favor of the locker room, then it's fine. You obviously need different co- new coordinators on both sides of the ball. But if the team still wants to play for Sirianni, then cool. If the team doesn't, which like I would say the general vocal thrust is that they do, but you never know like if they're, if they're selling a bill of goods or not. Uh, if, if the sense that the team does not want to play for Sirianni, is providing nothing. Does it matter and, if they want? Does it matter if they want to play for Sirianni? If when they're playing for Sirianni, this is the product they're putting out. Well, when they're playing for Sirianni, over a large sample, they've been better than bad, right? Yeah. They've been better than average. They've been good, and so you, you. That's why, like to me, what's interesting is the degree to which the nature of the locker room has changed on him. Because we, you and I, have covered enough teams enough time to know that a team can be bad both like starting the season be straight bad and be bad for a long time or start strong and end up disappointing and in that process still retain a lot of faith in their head coach like we we have we have seen that happen across the league many 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 times uh like i'm watching i'm just watching across the league and i'm watching like mike Tomlin steelers dropped three in a row and just circled the wagons and won their, their games and made it to the postseason the 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 minnesota vikings right they lost four in a row and like okay this is like a a a, a, a collapse right no quarterback but you don't like Kevin O'Connell still like there's belief around Kevin O'Connell. Like the team very clearly is still in on Kevin O'Connell. There's there there are ways to have losing stretches and then for the head coach to circle the wagons to get a win under your belts and to to say like all right no don't worry about it we're a good team. The Eagles have lost five of their last six and at no point has it seemed like Nick Sirianni is doing anything about like that helpfully in a, <laughs> in a constructive way. And so that's where you're like okay like what a good coach would be doing here is he would be finding a foothold, stopping the skid surviving and and finding a way to start climbing back uphill again and just ch- and chug it along and like they haven't found that not only have they not found it it's it's unbelievable how exactly the same they look every single week dude i it, yeah. it is it, it it like win lose tara taylor tommy devito playoffs second seed third seed five seed nfc like i don't care about any of it obviously i do i care a lot about it but i don't care about any of it it's watching the team come out with the same john week over week they're getting beat on the same offensive calls against the same defensive looks. I have no idea how Jalen Hurts can take himself seriously back there, acting surprised by every blitz look. What do you think's going to happen? I don't know how we got Nolan Smith and Josh Sweat dropping into coverage. <laughs> this was last week we were losing this. You did, what did you do on Tuesday? What were you up to? How are you riding with the same stuff? It's so pathetic. Very good. Uh, great way to start us off. I'm with you on Sirianni. That's where I was. I mean, all the talk the last few weeks, I was going, everybody settle down, zoom out. I didn't say settle down because you don't have to settle. You shouldn't settle down. This is an all-time collapse. I mean, this is unbelievable to start out 10 and 1 and now be 11 and 6 and legitimately suck. Like, you're not getting bad bounces. It's not like you got, you know, 20 people got injured. Like, your team stinks and you have no answers. That's exactly what this looks like. So Mm -hmm. uh, that's that. But I I was in in the camp of, all right, zoom out. Big sample, Sirianni's like winning percentage over three years. Uh, they're going to make some changes on the coaching staff. They'll they'll try to figure out what went wrong this season, figure it out for next year. But give me a break. He's not going anywhere. I don't know. I don't know now. If they go to Tampa next week and it's another performance like this, by the way, they lost to the Giants 27-10 if you care what the score was uh, or didn't watch the game. If they have a performance like this again next week in the playoffs, now all of a sudden it becomes at least a conversation. In my opinion, I mean, if you're Jeffrey Lurie and Howie Roseman and you're looking at this, it's, it's exactly what you said. They have had some time here 
to yeah. come up with answers. Like they have had what six weeks here, an easy part of your schedule. Remember, I remember a time when we were saying, "Oh, you got the, you know, you got the Cardinals. They got Giants, Cardinals, Giants coming up. You can figure some things out. You win those games. You go into the playoffs feeling better about yourself." Whoops, that, that, that didn't happen. So they've had time to figure it out. And the big button they pushed when they thought things were collapsing. Again, I hate to repeat this every podcast, but it bears repeating when you make a move this yes. stupid was to give Matt Patricia more power, hand the defense over to him. I mean, did you watch? Oh, wait. Oh, what's that? I think Kevin Byer just got home on that blitz from the first quarter. So, like, I just see him over there. Yeah, he finally crossed the line of scrimmage. I mean, this is like, they can't, they were bad under Sean Desai. There's no doubt about it. They are bad in a very different way over the last four weeks. They cannot get lined up. They don't know what their jobs are. The they jobs lost they lost motion have, all game. Not happy all game, with, they lost a pre snap motion. And this isn't like a Mike McDaniel. Oh, Mike McDaniel whipped this up in the lap. Look at, this is like a regular mo. Every single team puts a person. How do you not know when a guy's going in motion what to do? They're running into each other. Nick Morrow's mouthpiece is not in his mouth when the ball is snapped like 12 times a game. Hey, Kevin Byers, shut up. Bump him over. Push him over. But now you go. All of a sudden, the guy's running <laughs> up and downfield. I mean, this is laughable defense. I tweeted it out, and I think it's true. I think this is the worst defensive football I've seen in my lifetime from an Eagles team, like the last two weeks. You let the Cardinals and the Giants, two teams that came in, we were going to pick in the top five in the draft, score touchdowns on seven of ten drives. And again, there's nothing fluky about it. You didn't get a bad defensive no. pass interference call. You didn't have six guys out due to injury. Like, they are killing you. This is atrocious, horrible defensive football that gives you no chance, pretty much, uh, against any opponent. So you add all that up, and you're Howie Roseman, and you're Jeffrey Lurie, and we know Howie Roseman's going to look at this and say, I gave them more than enough to put out a better product than they're putting out right now. Uh, Jeffrey Lurie probably feels the same way when he looks at the talent on the roster and they've had some time to figure this out and they've come up with no answer. So that's the reason I led the show like that, because I do think that's at least a conversation now uh, that's fair and that could potentially be happening a week from now if they lose to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in, a, in an embarrassing way. Yeah, since week 12, they're third worst in the league in defense success rate. They're second worst by EPA per drive surrender defensively. The Commanders are the only team that's worse. And the Commanders had a DC change in the middle of this year, but then traded away their two best defensive players. The Eagles traded for Kevin Byard, yeah. right? The Eagles thought that the defense was going to get better. Uh, the, right, the, the, you bring up, like, okay, Patricia, like, we don't know, we sh like, should we bring this up again, yes or no? It, it's funny because, like, it's not that. Like, the defense was bad under Desai, and they're bad under Patricia. It's not like Patricia took, like, a middling defense and ruined it. It was a bad defense, and now it's even worse. But it, it's I would say, though, they were around, like, 20th to 22nd, and they had yeah. played a very tough schedule. And under Patricia, mm -hmm. they have played Drew Locke, Cutlets, the Cardinals with Kyler Murray, and Tyrod Taylor. I mean, so there is, like, like Desai, at least, it was against yeah. Josh Allen. Like, uh, he got lit up no, by Sam Howell, I'm, don't get me wrong. But it is right. a little different. Yeah. No, I'm with you on that. But what, what's, what's more meaningful to me is that, because you said, like, oh, you know, they had six weeks to figure this out. And it's true. But th that's the six weeks of, like, losing football. They had more time than this, right? You and I were hopping on this pod being like, this is not a 10-1 team. Yeah. Like, they're, like, like point differential-wise, yes. like, this is not a 10-1 team. This is what we look like. They had more than six weeks. Because they had a chance to be honest with themselves about what was going on offensively and defensively and say, this is what we have to improve. This is this is where, where our bread is buttered. We're gonna we're gonna focus more on this and we're gonna cut this out of the playbook and we're gonna get, you know, Keely Ringo some snaps now so that way he's better in week 18. Like they had a ton of stuff that they could have done. And the the only measurable thing 
that like I have heard about or read about or, or, or been privy to on film is that they gave Matt Patricia uh, control over third down and then they gave him control over the whole defense and third down got worse and defense got worse. But it's the fact that, that they spent all of October and November talking about we're not playing our best ball and the only thing that happened was a defensive coordinator switch that was very clearly dead in the water. That very clearly was never going to have an impact. At no point was, and we replace him with Matt Patricia going to bring a positive thing. So you, you brought nothing, right? You had, like, there are teams that start the year like four and four and haven't played their best ball yet. And they know, okay, we have to get desperate. We have to get, we have to attack. We have to make changes. We're going to prioritize touches for this young player and we're going to move on from this older player and we're going to make these changes schematically and we're going to try these new plays because they understand like, right, we're getting to the middle of the season here we got to win some games we got to establish positioning the eagles were seven and one and on every set every sunday they told us they weren't playing their best ball and then they spent the next six days with a thumb up their butts and they didn't do anything and like that that is on coaching that is on leadership all they did was tell us that it, it, it's not as good as it should be and it should get better. And then nothing ever changed except for Matt Patricia, which is the opposite of change of like a good change. It's the dumbest change ever. And so it's very difficult to feel bad for them. How You didn't see this coming? We, we, uh, like Obviously, none of us thought 11 and 6. None of us thought lose to the Cardinals and the Giants back to back weeks. But we all knew this team wasn't that good. wasn't as good as they were perceived to be when they were 10 and 1. And now like that the rugs pulled out from under them, you're like, yeah. Absolutely, you slipped on the banana peel. It's been there the whole time. Yeah, it's uh, it's well said. It's also what what you said about every. We, I mean, I don't understand how could they go in like what do they when they go into a film session tomorrow, and they queue up the big blitzes from the Giants, and they correct it and say he, like like how is that still a thing that's happening? I don't understand. It's week eighteen. Jalen Hurts faces more big blitzes than any other quarterback in the NFL. And they still have zero answers schematically from the quarterback, from the design, from the coaches for dealing with those. They do not burn opponents on those. It's week 18. Again, you have more reps against this than any team in the NFL. And you still don't. This is this. You're facing a defensive quarter. This is literally all he does. He's been doing this for like a decade. In the NFL, you're going to face these blitzes and you look lost out there. You have no idea right. what to do against them. You're getting free rushers and you're taking sacks over and over again. Like, how do you even with a straight face have a film session on a Monday or a Tuesday saying, all right, they got us here, but here's what we're going to do next time. What? You were had that conversation in week two. You had that conversation last year. You had that conversation two years ago. After the 2021 wildcard round. It is 2024. throwing stuff against the wall when that happened? I don't understand how you could even look at that uh, with a straight face. So uh, you're right about that. I mean, offensively, A.J. Brown goes down. Devontae Smith doesn't uh, play in this game. Uh, Just just a complete disaster. I don't know. A.J. Brown was standing outside the locker room greeting everybody as they uh, came off the field. Uh, after the game, who knows what his status is next week against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I had no issue, honestly, with the way they handled playing the starters early on, see what's yeah. happening in that Cowboys game, and then decide from there. That Cowboys-Commanders game ended up a blowout it, early on. Uh, I, don't, I don't want this to get lost in history that, no, 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 the Eagles sat their starters in Week 18. No, no, that was like a competitive game. By the time it was 24 nothing, the Eagles were losing to the New York Giants. Like they had something to play for at that time. Yeah. And they came out. It's a come out, Ben. Last week was like, felt like rock bottom. I said last week, I said, yeah. this is the loss we're going to remember when we talk about the 2023 Eagles 10 years from now. It's this loss against the Cardinals. You give up four touch straight touchdown drives to end the game and you lose his 10 and a half home favorites. To then come off that game? 
and come into this game and be down 24 nothing to a team that has no motivation to win the football game? I and mean, that's why I'm having that Sirianni conversation. That is, that's right. not like a personnel. That, that's like a something is wrong internally. And I'm you're going to hear a lot this week probably from people saying, oh, uh, you know, players quit. Uh, on, I don't believe generally from my, and I could be wrong, from my experience covering the NFL is players almost never quit. They're almost always giving full effort. That to me just looks like a team where the coaches have no answers. The players know the coaches have no answers. And that's why it looks like what it does uh, out there on the field where you're getting killed by a New York Giants team that has nothing to play for and a New York Giants team yeah. that stinks. A, a, a bad team with, with no interest in beating you unless you gave it to them. And they just laid down and got walked over, man. So very, very, very pathetic. So very, very, very sad. There is like, I'm looking. So Eagles box next week, right? And I'm just, I, I'm, I'm fascinated. Hold on, hold on. Let, hold on. Let, let's no, take a No, but I want to, I, oh, okay, I want to frame okay. the conversation. Okay. I, Eagles box next week. I'm fascinated to see what the line is going to be. I'm fascinated to see what the matchup's going to be and, and what, what, what's a fan going to post for the money line or whatever. I'm looking at it. And obviously, in the back of your head, you're thinking, okay, this is such a clear trap spot. Like everybody's going to be on the Buccaneers because the Eagles have been so abysmal the last few weeks. Like, you know, it's going to be way too easy for the Bucs and the Eagles are going to are going to come out and like, you know, look better than this because they're clearly a better team than this. So like, that's the first thought you have. But then the second thought you have is just what can you possibly build on? Like what what in what single thing can you say this week? Well, at least we X. So now we'll, we'll, that'll be OK. They're not running the ball well. They're not, they're not, they're not running the ball. Hurts is playing poorly. Hurts played poorly for the last few weeks now. People got really mad at me for pointing out that Hurts played poorly. I disagree with that. We could talk more about that. I, I, I don't think he's played poorly the last few weeks. I should say last few, last few. He was good against the Cardinals. I thought he played. I thought he had a, he's yeah. had a pretty good stretch. Yeah, yeah no, I guess been, no, against the Cardinals, problems. he was good. I, I was thinking over like the six game losing streak. He's had, he's had some rough games. I should have said the last few weeks. He was good against the Cardinals. Um, but like, so like Hurts had a, had a bad game here. Devontae's hurt. AJ Brown, AJ, uh, Devontae's banged up. AJ Brown is hurt. Like, what, what are you building on? Like, what, what do you possibly offensive, defensively, same thing. What are you possibly saying? Like, all right, like, this is what we're going to hitch our wagon to. Like, how do you walk out against the Bucs with any semblance of belief? I don't know how they do it. Well, let's, uh, we'll look at that line. We'll come back. We'll talk a lot. I mean, talk about a playoff game with maybe the least juice in my lifetime in Eagles playoff game. We'll get into it a little bit uh, when we come back. The NFL regular season is wrapping up, but there's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. Uh, wild card weekend, two bets I like that I'm looking at so far. Packers plus seven on the road against the Cowboys. I think they can keep that close. And then the Buccaneers money line plus 110 against the Eagles makes a lot of sense to me. The app is so easy to use and there are so many different ways to bet, like live same game parlays, finding bets in the new Explore tab, making a parlay in the Parlay Hub, the best way to find popular parlays, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash Philly and make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, an official partner of the NFL. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. $5 pregame money line wager required. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. 
Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, we are back on the Ringers Philly special. By the way, Jalen Hurts injures his finger uh, in this game, so I don't know. Maybe he'll be fine. Maybe he won't. Maybe he'll you know play, but will not be the same guy. I mean, they they get hit with injuries in this game. I think Cam Jurgens had an injury. Reed Blankenship had an injury. So. In a game, Sidney Brown had an injury. So in a game where you're hoping, all right, just get out of it healthy, uh, they actually didn't get out of it healthy. And obviously the A.J. Brown one is the biggest thing. Yeah, you're right. I mean, I, I just, they're two and a half point favorites. So like, and it's, it's so wild to come <laughs> to just, like, if you're, you must be laughing if you're listening to this, like you watched this team the last two weeks against the Cardinals and the Giants, and they are going to Tampa on the road as two and a half point favorites against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I mean, the Bucs did not look good today. The Bucs won 9-0 against the Carolina Panthers. The Panthers had a touch, potential touchdown where DJ Shark did the thing where uh, you fumble as you cross the goal line and the other team gets yeah. the ball. So they had that. Uh, and I forget, they had one other thing that, oh, they had like a big, uh, they had a touchdown run that was called back because Terrace Marshall did not line up correctly on the line of scrimmage. By the way, the best part of the show is there's a fly in Solak's uh, office, yep. flying around him and watching him have to navigate this podcast while this fly is flying around his head. Uh, I don't know where it came from. Finally, something's entertaining. Me. I am furious. There you go. What are you gonna do? You, you can you can you get the like the the bath towel or the kitchen towel and just go whap? What's your what's your move? Well, for the, the problem fly? is he keeps landing on like my studio light and my monitor, mm. so I can't whap him right. So I gotta wait till he's down. He's been on a flappable location a couple of times. <laughs> I I like the Eagles have not gotten the job done. All right, in the clutch moments. Uh, listen, um, if you need to do that during the show, uh, I don't think there's going to be any other clip from this show that's worth posting. So feel free to go ahead for content. and do that. No, I just like when I look up and I see it running across my face. I'm yeah, super into that. Yeah, I'm very entertained by that too. All right. So, I mean, yeah, at first, like as the first quarter was unfolding, Ben, I, I, was, I started my like little doc for the uh, podcast. And I was like, okay, Bucks section. We'll talk about the Bucks. What are the Bucks good at? How do they and now I'm like... I you if you're listening to this, you cannot possibly care about hearing about any of that uh, right now. The Bucks are a mediocre team. Yeah, yeah go I'll, ahead. I'll, I'll I'll say this: the Bucks are really well suited to beat the Eagles structurally, right? Because they're they're already a blitz happy team defensively. They already they already are they're built to get you into third and pass and then blitz you. And that's what they're going to do. And it's gonna it's gonna bother Hurts. I can guarantee you, it's gonna bother them. They don't have solutions. I am positive. Offensively, they have matchup winners in the passing game, right? Uh, uh, in, in in Mike Evans on the outside, Chris Godwin in the slot, so they can you give them man, they're going to throw to Mike Evans. You give them zone, Chris Godwin's going to work middle of the field. Those linebackers can't play, and they also throw the ball to Rashad White. They're back, which if, if you're able to glove everything up, those throw the ball to the back, then they'll ask you to tackle, and you're not going to tackle because the Eagles back seven can not tackle. So uh, um, you can hassle Baker with pressure, right? You can that that that's a great way to beat Baker Mayfield. Eagles haven't generated legitimate pressure from the pass rush in the last four or five weeks. Four or five then, weeks? 15, 16, no, like eight, yeah. nine weeks, I would say. The first yeah. five, six, they did, yeah. And so it's, um, they're, 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 they, the, the Bucs are very nicely positioned to beat the Eagles team as they're currently built. I, like, I think they, they match up great in Philadelphia. Uh, Baker Mayfield came into the day with the rib injury, 
and le- and he was limping basically the entire second half. And <laughs> I still think mostly if I had after to- mostly yeah. after his bad plays he was limping. After his good plays he was weirdly not limping. It was a curious thing. I think I would still yeah if I had to pick right now the Bucks. I mean, Tarod Taylor goes. 23. I'm, I'm back to Tarod Taylor. Remember, he was Tyrod. Then he said he wanted yeah. to be Tarod. Then everyone forgot when he came back this year. And I, at least I forgot. And I was going back to Tyrod. It's actually Tarod. Tarod Taylor, 23 for 32 for 297 yards, averaged 9.3 yards per attempt, and was sacked mm. once in this football game. The New York Giants, an abysmal offense all season long, had 415 yards of offense in best the game game. of tyrod taylor's career by success rate in which he takes is at least that 15, true in which he takes at least 15 dropbacks because he's been like okay for no yeah time. that's and still good he had like a game oh that he God. started and he got hurt but yeah at least 15 <laughs> oh dropbacks God. best game by success rate <laughs> oh my god how old is he how he's having this now you know how many crappy defenses he's played <laughs> he is 34 <laughs> years old oh my god now the sample of games with him at least 15 dropbacks is like way smaller than you think. It's like it's still something yeah, like 30, but still yeah. it's un- it's hilarious. Oh my gosh. That is wow. That's uh that's incredible. So yeah, I don't know what Baker Mayfield's going to do, even if he's playing with, I don't know how many, how many ribs do you need to play? How many like intact ribs do you need to with play? With how much the Eagles hit the quarterback one, yeah, maybe yeah, two. Yeah. He should be fine. I mean, Chris Godwin could have 19 catches next week. I don't know. What's the record yeah. for a playoff game. Chris Godwin is just going to be working the middle field. All game long, Eagles will not be able to get lined up uh, here. By the way, I mean, Zach, so what, Zach Cunningham returned in this game? I mean, Zach Cunningham, the legend of Zach Cunningham now, because of it's like, this is Zach Cunningham. Zach Cunningham is not saving you. When, we, when Zach Cunningham's not on the field, we're always like, man, they're missing Zach Cunningham. And then he's on the field, it's like, this is the guy they were missing? Yeah. <laughs> it's so bad. Morrow is worse now than he was in week one. I don't get that at all. He's just gotten progressively worse as the That's season's true. gone on. Um, Bradbury is is oh he's done. mega chalked. It's it's yeah. it's really rough for Bradbury. Like they're targeting Bradbury in the passing game. Like oh Darren Waller against Bradbury, we like that matchup, and he's presumably your high paid guy in your, in your corner one with Darius layout. Um, Tristan McCollum got some snaps in this game, man. He's like, get, but Bradbury's got got beat on a slot fade right. That like he's yeah, getting beat verti- He's getting beat vertically by a tight end like this yep. was supposed to be your outside cornerback starting this year baby mega 30 year old cornerbacks like just yes chill with those guys um, reed blankenship tackles well and kevin byard is also a decent tackler and that's the only that's in the back seven those are the only players the eagles have who can tackle no one else can tackle right nick, nick Morrow and 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 uh 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 cunningham ran into each other on the one uh uh wandell robinson curl right they just they just tackled one another oh, yeah. and wandell's gone like smoke they've never seen a guy move that fast in their lives they're holy smokes he's gone he's, he can teleport he's nightcrawler it's just wandell robinson they're so slow they are slow they are unathletic yeah. they have to lead the league in running into each other i mean that just shows up on film uh every single week two guys running into each other for one reason uh one reason or the other and also like i like blank i like blankenship a lot blankenship is not playing his best football right now and also everybody remember this next time howie roseman makes a trade and gives up nothing and your friends are texting you howie season and oh how are the eagles oh they did it again oh they just remember that when the team gives nothing up that means that that's the most the other team could get for the guy and that means you should probably temper your expectations for the guy 
because he's not here to save your season. Okay, let's all remember that next year whenever they make whatever trade they make. We, pr- we I mean, we buried the lead here. Uh, so, like, I mean, I think the goal today was you get Quez Watkins, go- what Quez Watkins going. You get his confidence. I mean, Qu- eight for ninety three. And 11 targets for Quez on the day. 11 targets. All right, we need to get Which, clips. Let me make Chris something Jones very clear. No, something yeah. very clear. Okay. If, fo- if the football was live, all right, if it was a close, meaningful game, on the Quez Watkins touchdown, Dane Belton, the safety, would have taken his head off, all right? And he he just didn't hit him because it's not it's, it's garbage time and, and it's backups, and Dane was just, just, just playing at 75%. That's the right thing to do. But if anybody's like, wow, what a play by Quez, no shot. Dane Belton, let him have the ball. I want that to be... On the record. <laughs> All right, Cliff, come and, in. Where do, you, where do you want to start? I know you, even before we start, you, Cliff texted me the game. He's like, I need a minute for the pot, which is rare. That usually does not happen. I know when he has something to say. So, all right, go ahead. The flu- Where do you want right. to start First with? of all, about that, that Quez Watkins catch, right? The dude finally decides to make a play as the Eagles are down 24 right. to 3. Useless. Like, the most, that was his first touchdown of the season, if I'm not mistaken, by the way, too. So mm-hmm. our number yeah, he three had like receiver, forty yards receiving or something all season, didn't he? Before this, so our number our number three receiver, quote unquote, he was out for a couple of weeks though. So let's be fair, but that was his first touchdown of the season. Was that garbage play from your boy Marcus Mariota <laughs> when you said he could have gotten his head blown off, Ben? And I'm surprised he didn't. Where are you at with Sirianni? Because you, because right, you, where I'm at with Sirianni, you Sirianni watch a couple weeks ago. I was about I, to say people he was messaged to- me and said they lost it when that came on, and you were you were at it, you were right about that. Now I'm have, I'm ready to have that conversation. Where are you with Nick Sirianni? I'm I'm at the point where next week if we look like garbage, if the Eagles go down to Tampa, which should be basically like a home game for the Birds, by the way, if they look like garbage in Tampa, I'm on the train of like I'd be cool if Nick Sirianni wasn't back. And this is the kind of this is the kind Ooh. of stuff that I'm hearing from other people across, you know, just Eagles fans, people I talk to on a regular basis. Um, it's not looking good for, for our boy Nick Sirianni. Like, I, we, we were supposed to be on Gannon Watch last week. Now we're, we've completely converted this to Sirianni Watch, <laughs> which is a shame because the guy was likable. He was doing all the uh, he was doing all the pandering, wearing all them Philly shirts, wearing AI Pander shirts. Pander King. Uh, rocking with the uh, Bryce Harper stuff. Pander King, like you said. But now, I mean, he's just falling from grace so fast. In a matter of five, six weeks, this man is falling from grace so fast. Like, I have right. not seen the precipitous drop-off like this ever before in Philly sports history. This is crazy. And on top of that, Howie Rosen deserve, deserves blame. Y'all just talked about Nick Morrow and Zach Cunningham, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, you can't get a linebacker in August and think that's going to solve your problems. He's, they're not good. They're not fast. They can't make plays. And then you got Shaq Leonard bringing – Try to bring false hope here. He can't even see the field in a garbage game where he have to come into the second half and finally get his reps. And I'm just like, yo, this is a complete mess. So how we deserve some blame as well, too. But as far as I'm concerned, I feel like Sirianni lost the locker room. No one really trusts him. Uh, they don't trust his play calling. They don't trust him as a leader. It's, it's clear and it's evident. Like, they came out there flat. The division was on the line today. The number two seed was up for grabs before the Cowboys obviously ran down on the, um, on the commanders today. But it was still up for grabs, and they didn't even—they didn't even care. They showed up half-assed. It almost got Jalen Hurts hurt. AJ Brown went out limping. Devontae Smith already had his ankle rolled up from last week. Bradbury still getting mossed by tight ends. Zach Cunningham can't tackle. <laughs> like 
There's a million different issues with this Eagles Darius team. Darius Slay having surgery. Yeah, Darius Slay. Yeah. <laughs> That's a throwback Slay for the regular surgery. listeners. And by the way, I saw some stat where um, this is like the first time in the 16-plus game era, or the second time in 16-plus game era, where a team started off 10-1 and and then uh, only ended up with, with 12 wins or less. The Eagles are the second team to do this, and the other team was the 86 Jets. Yeah, I see that, that from Tim so McManus crazy. here. Teams that started ten and one and finish eleven and six, uh, or or eleven wins or fewer, uh, first team since the nineteen eighty six Jets. So you're right. The, here are the two things with Sirianni because you you mentioned them. One is it's true that pretty much no coach with his winning percentage over three seasons, who's been to the playoffs twice and to the Super Bowl that I can remember, has gotten fired. That's not true. It's also true that no coach who has coached a collapse like this collapse has kept their job. So that, like there are conflicting things here. You can't just be uh, totally one side uh, or, or totally the other side because both of those things are true. That's how rare this is. This does not happen often where you have this type of collapse, yet you're still going to the playoffs for the third straight season. That's why it, it's going to be uh, a very interesting yeah. conversation. And the thing with Sirianni is, is what do you do here, right? Like it's one thing to be able to say like, Okay, there's been a collapse. Like, okay, yada yada yada. You don't call plays, and the system is is not a system. This the Eagles' offense o- is terribly. The, the, the Eagles' offense is is not a system. He did not bring okay this philosophy from this place. No, they run nine plays, and and everybody knows eight of them, and they're, they're and they have no solutions baked in. They have no optionality baked in. If there's not AJ Brown saving you on on a nine ball, this offense doesn't work. Okay, so they didn't bring a system. He's not bringing play calling. And you're supposed to bring culture. So, and if culture's not working, the moment we lose to a good team, the moment we get our, our face kicked in by the Niners, we just can't recover. What are you doing here? That's got to be the question. And that's why like, it's more, he's more in jeopardy than a coach with his winning record would typically appear. At least he's not, he's not bringing anything to the table right now. Exactly. And um, like you said previously, right? So if he's not bringing anything to the table, doesn't next week matter as to how, like, let's say the Eagles win the game, right? If you win the game, you know, 21-14, I think he keeps his job completely. But let's say you do get embarrassed. Let's say the Buccaneers end up being the Eagles something like 31-3 or 31-7. It looks ugly, right? It kind of looks like how the Buccaneers beat the Eagles when Jalen Hurst got his first playoff start with Brady. Let's say it looks like that. Is he out the door? Well, listen, my rule is uh, you never make a head coaching, hiring, firing decision based on the result of one game. I think that's short-sighted. I think either in your head, he is the guy who can get you on track and lead you to a Super Bowl next year or the next couple of years, whatever, or he's not that guy. That's all it comes down to. I mean, don't forget, when Jeffrey Lurie fired Doug Peterson, he was all over the place. He didn't know whether he wanted to do it or not. I mean, they held a mm-hmm. press conference at the end of the season that included Doug Peterson. They're the only team that does this, where they're talking about oh, how the season go, what are you going to do in the offseason, all this stuff. Doug Peterson's a part of that press conference, and then all of a sudden— Doug Peterson meets with Jeffrey Lurie and they have a conversation and they think they were late into the hiring cycle for Nick Sirianni. Guy had, guys had already been hired by the time they decided they were parting with their head. So that this is the way they do things. I mean, Sean Desai, they can't just fire Sean Desai. He's sitting up in the booth. He's on the field before the game. Like, what are you doing? If you're going to move on from a guy, move on from a guy. And so they are wishy-washy in that way. And it's Howie Roseman and it's Jeffrey Lurie. Those are the two people who are making the decisions. And I do think, uh, you know, part of this is like like I do think it might be as simple as is he the guy to get us back on track because we feel like 
we're ready to win the Super Bowl right now. Like it's still a very talented roster. You can you regardless of how the season ends, they will go into next season specifically offensively with one of the more talented offenses just position by position in the NFL. I'm not saying it's going to be perfect, who knows. The other sad thing is like, I mean, Kelsey, Graham, Fletcher Cox, who knows like Lane I mean, th- this could be it for some of the guys yeah. who have been around forever for you and this is that's how a, potentially That's the other thing I've been thinking about too. Like if you make a coaching change, like Kelsey's been looking for a minute to get out, right? If you're going to bring in a new coach, like does Kelsey want to go through new procedures, new culture, new this, new that, new position, like not new position coach, just Steph Stallings going to stay, but just the general newness of a new uh, regime. Uh, does, does he want to do it? Does Lane want to do that? Does Fletch want to do that? Like if you do new coach, I wouldn't be surprised if you have to really like wash veterans and, 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 and reload from there, which they've been planning for that and preparing for that. Yeah, and they making might need to do that Tyler anyway. Steen picks and Cam Jurgen picks with that in mind. But it's still like Jason Kelsey is the, the sneak. Like I think he's he's more of the sneak than than Hertz is, and and accordingly, like you might now lose that when Kelsey leaves. Like there's there's legit ramifications to those guys leaving the building. If when and you don't know this, but if when they fire when you fire Sirianni, move on to a new guy, they they also want out. That's where it is. That's the thank you, Cliff. That's the that's the state of the team right now. I mean, I I really yeah, I, I don't have much interest in diving deeper um, into this Bucks matchup. We can do that. Uh, during the week here, this is just like, like, like you said, Ben, there, there was a very realistic scenario when they were 10 and one, where they came back down to earth. We were pretty much expecting that. We said, look at, I was tweeting out there, their plus 41 point differential is the worst for any 10 win team. Like we knew there were going to be some losses along the way that they were going to come back down to earth. That's not what this is. This is a situation where uh, a team. And again, this is, I think where players really, where you really have a problem is when players look at the coaches and they say, these guys don't have answers. They don't know how to help me get better individually, and they don't know how to help us solve our right. problems and win games. That, that's exactly what it looked like to me uh, on the field today. It doesn't mean like they don't like Sirianni personally. Like They might be like, he's cool. His messaging is good. He's been nice to me. AJ Brown said he's loyal. However, like who on this team has gotten better? this season like is there a young player who we say wow this guy has really uh improved and you have something going forward i'm trying to think about that offensively i cannot think of anybody you know if you no, want to give me swift's gotten worse hurts has gotten worse i mean aj brown Deva- those guys are like who they are you know you're yeah, not exactly but yeah. there's like when they when they went down like there's no third receiver who's emerged there's no backup mm-hmm. tight end Who's I emerged. think Landon Dickerson's better this year than that's probably last year. one yeah and Yay, Landon. yeah yeah shout out stout no, that's a great point. Very little development. And defensively, when, there's no but who is there defensively? There's nobody. No, absolutely not. No I linebacker. Make, I mean, I guess you like, make, you could make a case for Blankenship, but you could say like Ricks or Keeley in the sense but of like who they are didn't that? play. I mean, you and can't yeah, exactly. Count on those yeah. guys. Yeah. Yeah. Carter's gotten worse, season's gone on, Davis has gotten worse. All the defensive linemen. Red X wet. I mean, like, now. yeah. Yeah, they haven't they haven't developed anybody. No. I mean, like, man, they really like the more and more you think about it, the more it feels like they Almost won a championship last year. All they did, like, the oh, best performance by a losing quarterback in Super Bowl history. Oh, we were so close. Oh, James Bradbury holding call. Kadarius Tony punt return. Oh, we were, like, Jalen Hurts fumbled in the first half. Oh, we were so close. And they walked in this year with just absolutely no plan for when the NFL punched back, which the NFL always does. They always catch up. They always, someone gets you, and then other people start iterating off of it. And injuries come, and, and, and they, they compile, and, and, and players change, and... and it always happens and like to be a prof- professional nfl team and not be ready 
for that is very embarrassing. It's very, it's very naive. And it's, and it's really concerning. Now, there's a way you learn from it and you come out of it stronger in 2024. But in order to do that, you got to retain the job. And I think a big part of retaining the job is proving that you, you deserve that, that trust and that faith from everybody with the very little time you have left. Because it's loser go home football. And all you've been doing recently is, is losing. They have no, they, that, that's it. They've had no plan B on offense. Like you said, every great offensive coach, every year we're talking about those guys. Oh, look at what Coach X did when this defense did this. Wow, they figured something out over this second half of the, like they have not had that. They just keep doing the same things over and over again and expect, hey, we've got better players. It's going to work. It hasn't worked. And also, like you said, I mean, yeah, you retain the job and you can figure it out, but I don't know. Like, is that like we have not seen Sir anything from Sirianni to suggest that he is a brilliant offensive schemer? So now all of a sudden you're talking about a situation where either it's Howie and Jeffrey saying, "Let's bring in this offensive coach to work with you," or Sirianni saying, "Let me bring in this offensive coach. He's really good, and we'll help. You know, we'll we'll build a new scheme, that kind mm-hmm. of thing." But those are those are very uh, very difficult questions, and I am looking forward to whenever the season ends. I think the decide thing will probably tell us a little bit more about kind of the power dynamics and whose idea was it to hire him in the first place? Whose idea was it to fire him and go to Matt Patricia? They can say what they want. This is not just Nick Sirianni operating in a vacuum. That's not how the organization uh, works here. So we're going to learn a lot about that in the weeks ahead. All right. Anything else, Solak, before you bid farewell and start writing? What's the column? for Monday after week 18. You said you it was one yeah. you could pre-write a little bit, right? Yeah, so I mean, the big thing will be off of Bill's Dolphins. That's the big game that hasn't played yet. I'll put my all-pro team in there. Not a lot of Eagles, if we're being honest. There's yeah. one. Kelsey? And Kelsey, Lane, and AJ, which, I mean, okay. I guess three is a lot. Three is a lot on a, on a typical scale. I guess on an Eagle scale, maybe not so much. Um, yeah, got awards, MVP and the like. I did all that already. That was fun. Uh, you, you have all-pro ballot or no? No, I don't have a ballot for anything. No. Yeah, most, I, mean, I don't know about most for disrespected either. old guy NFL yeah. content if, guy in the game. If I <laughs> had a real all pro ballot, I wouldn't be able to function. Do it my fake one. I'm so stressed. I I, I hate. It. I don't know why I do it. Um, yeah, Colin will come out writing about the Lions Stafford rematch this week. Excited for that, man. That's gonna be a a fun game to watch to 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 soothe These other some playoff of the Eagles games. Have a lot moves, of juice. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Packers, yeah. Cowboys, Rams, we'll Lions. That- they're great. As we're recording this, we don't know when the Eagles are going to play. I guess the four-five matchup has to be Monday night, right? So it's like either Does that's going to yeah, so that's either going to be Eagles or that's going to be Browns, Texans on Monday night. So I don't Listen, know. I just uh, prepare to teach your pops how to subscribe to Peacock because uh, this game's getting <laughs> relegated, baby. This game's getting jammed where the sun don't shine. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> Yeah, it is the game with the least amount of juice. Maybe, yeah, for the mid- midweek, I'll go through all the playoff games from the, you know, maybe since I've been alive and rank them in court of the juice. Actually, I don't want to do that. I'm not doing that. All right. I think that's it. Listen, I don't know what else. To, this is it. We, we did barely talked about the game. There's not much to talk about the game. The Giants jumped all over them. They tried a horrible blitz. Giants got a 33-yard catch to Wandell Robinson. You talked about the play where Eagles players ran into each other uh, and they gave up a big yeah, play. Saquon, Saquon on the wheel on third down. Nolan Smith. Go to bed, yep. dude. Uh, Wait, what the, were the Giants? What did the Giants end up on, on third down? Let's look at this. That way I could be depressed for another okay. hour. Go ahead. Uh, look at that. That Bradbury got cooked by Darren Waller. We talked about yeah. that play. That's 17-0. Giants, oh, Giants 6 for 14 on third down. A good day for the Eagles. Yeah, that's great. That might be their, their best one all season long. Hurts through the interception. Nice interception by Xavier McKinney. Enjoyed Marcus Mariota's 
first uh, pass attempt, interception on the bubble screen, and then the Eagles get the ball back there and they take everybody out. There you go. That has been your uh, game recap brought to you by Solax Fly. Not the fly on his pants, the fly flying around his head. All right, I got nothing else to say. We're going to go watch Bill's Dolphins. We will talk about this Eagles-Bucks game uh, during the week, even if it has no juice, because that's what you do when you have a podcast. So we'll do that. Check out Solak's column on Monday on TheRinger.com. Solak and I on Monday on Extra Point Taken on the Ringer NFL feed. We'll be talking about coach firings, playoff matchups, all kinds of good stuff. So check that out as well. All right. Appreciate everyone listening. Thank you to Ben Solak. Thank you to Ace Producer, Cliff Augustine. I'm Shiel Kapadia. We'll be back during the week on The Ringers Philly Special. Woo! Must be 21 plus and present in select states. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FanDuel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Kentucky, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, Vermont, and Virginia. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona. 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in 1-800-9-WITH in Indiana. 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas. 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York.